actually. I, my doctor was like, hey, I'd like to see you lose some belly fat. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Dave, I got a good topic for us. Um, there are um, a whole, there's a whole bunch of people in social media now that are really promoting body positivity. And there have been like the covers of fashion magazines with plus size models, uh -huh. like not just plus size models, really, really plus size models, uh -huh. with, with saying this is healthy. Right. And people being comfortable, uh, who are people who are very, very overweight, being comfortable in their skin. And um, that I think is fantastic. The hmm. problem is that I think, and, and what they're, what they're, go, they're against fat shaming mm -hmm. and trying to call that out. Makes perfect sense to me. However, uh, I think that some folks I have seen have gone overboard in saying that there's nothing wrong with being obese uh -huh. or even morbidly obese. Um, and there is something wrong with that. That is not healthy. Yeah. We need it's good for society, it's good for people individually and as a society for us to promote healthy physical bodies. Um there you know, healthy fitness and healthy yeah, healthy bodies. Uh but to do it in a way that is doesn't shame people for being unhealthy. Uh -huh. That is a tough tough balance because in yeah. saying, you know, you should be healthy uh, a lot of folks are really traumatized. But anyway, this is an interesting topic that I, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Yeah, I, I can see why people in society have been ridiculed and bullied, and we're trying to reduce that. Yeah, totally. I don't totally. think we can shut it down, but it, it, we're trying to reduce it. Yeah. The other thing about it is that you, you, can't, it's, you can't shame someone for being a genius, right? Oh, you're just a you're just a genius, right? I mean, that doesn't feel so bad, right? Yeah. But you're an idiot. Yeah. And and you really do feel deficient intellectually. Totally. That's right. That's pretty hard and painful, right? Yeah. If you really yeah. if you already believe that, and someone calls it out and points yeah, it out sure. to you, and sure. and is therefore um, trying to to lord themselves over you mm -hmm. in some way, mm -hmm. um, that is very uncharitable, very mm -hmm. hurtful. Uh, but this is what people do to each other all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's not right. Just because they do it all the time doesn't mean that it's right yeah. or it's acceptable. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can understand the impetus to try to uh, stop demeaning people. Yes. But I do not want to celebrate obesity. Indeed. That, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. I don't want to look at obesity. Uh -huh. I don't want plus size models in their roles. I don't. I don't. I don't need any models, first of all. Well, fair enough. Okay. That's um, that's models are important for fashion industry. I, I get that. There's there's a place for models, but yeah, then Yeah, if 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 most of the population is becoming obese, yeah, and a clothing line is for is plus size and sure. they're trying to sell clothes uh to people that, that you know, they're customers. Right. I have no problem with the modeling and the you know Totally. You can well, use models people, you can use mannequins, you don't have to have people or mannequins, you can you know sure. Um, that's, that's different yeah. than a, Hey, there is nothing wrong with obesity. Right. Let's celebrate our right. differences. Yep. That just sounds like real leftist rhetoric that totally. is, has left the building. Completely. Yeah. It's really messed up. Um, 
Yes, because obesity is one of the major causes of death, of disease, it death, the misery. Of death. Yeah, and people who are obese um, have problems with their joints. They have problems with uh, with breathing. They have problems with sleeping. Pain. I mean, with yeah. pain of all sorts. It's just it's really it's really bad. Obesity is uh, very you know, bad. The number one cause of death is heart disease. Yes. And that is directly related to obesity. Right? To obesity. And that has gotten much, much worse in our nation. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, uh, with the uh, food has become, high calorie food has become uh, cheap and it's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. There are many other things in the top 10 mortality list that have to do with obesity. Sure. Like diabetes. Yes. Strokes. Yep. Even cancers. Yep. Um, all of that is directly related to obesity. And so in a society that is faltering yes. in its basic disciplines, uh-huh. and I, I'm including myself in this, sure. I struggle every day to maintain what I would call basic disciplines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. eating the right kind of food, not mm-hmm. eating too much of it, mm-hmm. getting some exercise, yep. taking care of my body, being a steward of, yep. my, of my, my, the temple that God's given me. Yeah. Uh, I struggle with that every day. Yes. So I, I, there's, I'm not condemning or uh, unsympathetic. I get it. I love donuts. Mm-hmm. I want some donuts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to drink beer. Yeah. I would drink beer right now and have donuts and just like, I wish they were healthy because I would eat cookies and donuts and, and beer every day. Yeah. Um, For me, it's ice cream. Um, I love ice cream. <laughs> you want to you want to start listing stuff off? You like jelly beans? I actually, do. Uh, okay, yeah, no, that, let's do yeah, that. I could I could go on and on and on about junk food, right? Mm. I love soda. I yeah. Love, yeah. So, um, I mean, I I have the hardest time with this. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. I'm not criticizing anyone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I want help. Yeah. What I want society to do is not to shame me or to right. to ridicule me, but help me, encourage me. Let's mutually encourage one another to lose weight, to be healthier, to get more exercise, yep. to to go to bed on, to have a routine. Yep. I think that in some ways that I'm encouraged. I, you know, I, there there are podcasters, uh, Andrew Huberman, and I like uh, science and and there's neurology and all the uh-huh. kind of studies that are out. I love listening to that kind of stuff, and that does encourage me, right? It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is good for you. It's good for your your body in all these ways I didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's helpful. Right. Uh, shaming someone, browbeating them, uh, that's not helpful. However, however, yeah. I also was an athlete, and I needed a coach that yep. blew a whistle mm-hmm. and screamed in your face yep. and made you run those gut runs. Uh-huh. You're not going to do that on your own. Right. Uh, you have to be coached. Yes. And there's a place for that in society too. Yes. But I don't think it should be shaming. Right. And I don't think it should be bullying. Right. Although there's a fine line between coaching and demanding something of somebody. Yes. To demanding a certain performance out of someone and bullying. It's totally different. I yeah, I, I see the distinction that it, you're making. It's getting closer and closer. It, yeah. I suppose, and maybe it's similar actions and attitudes, but the relationship is radically different. Yes, right? and, so the when, the, and the intention, and the intention, and the intention. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The coach is doing it, and you've got a good relationship with that person. You've given that person a permission to to treat you in this way, to drive you, to and get, you yeah. also because of the relation, not just that you've given them permission, but you've got a relationship with them where um, they you know that they want you to succeed that they are not trying to puff themselves up they are not making fun of you right 
They are trying to get you yep. to succeed. And that relationship not makes a huge difference. They're not taking advantage of yep. you. They're not feeling insecure themselves. Um, they know how to get you to go where you want to go, and you need them to, to guide you on that path. Yeah. That's very different than, than just... Uh, you know, a, a movie or a TV or uh, something so where there's no relationship or just some kid at school or at work or whatever, where they're just kind of laughing because, you know, you, you uh, your, your dress is too tight or your pants are too tight or whatever, you know, right. um, you're big. And so whatever, uh, uh, that kind of shame is part of the problem is that that, that shaming like that, uh, so much of the problems that people have with obesity uh, and I... I Technically speaking, from a medical perspective, on charts and stuff, I am obese. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem doesn't look like it. I you know I run quite often and I uh, practice judo and I am pretty athletic in that sense, but I'm definitely overweight mm-hmm. and um, and I guess technically ob- not. I guess I am. I am technically uh-huh. obese. Um, part of the problem is, and this is true for me, for most people. Eating has become a way of feeling good emotionally uh-huh. when I don't feel good emotionally. Yeah. Right? When something's going wrong emotionally for me, uh, then eating God, is, is a drug. Right. It's a drug. Right. And so, uh, and, and if that's the case, as it is for most obese people, most right. overweight people, um, the, the availability, the incredible availability of high calorie food means that if someone, if I feel ashamed of my body, of my weight, it's super easy to end that feeling by eating. Right. And that is, that's an addiction. That is where the addictive quality comes into it. Yeah. And so shaming itself doesn't help. It actually hurts. It actually hurts. And there have been studies to show this. There have been studies of people who watch a, a, a movie or a TV program or whatever that has some fat shaming uh, quality to it, a character uh-huh. or something. And then immediately after that, people who are obese and have seen that uh-huh. eat at much, much higher levels than people who watch the same thing and are not obese. Right. Yeah. And that's one side. And the other side is then it's it's not good to normalize that which is addictive yeah, totally. and destructive and unhealthy. That's right? exactly right. That, yeah, there's no question about that. We don't want to normalize and to say, we don't want to celebrate. I think you said celebrate. Celebrating yeah. uh, obesity this is, the problem. is terrible. With our, our two-party system, we, go, we talk about this all the time. The uh, one side sees it one way, one side sees it the other way, and the truth is somewhere in the middle, yeah. and they're missing each other, right? Uh, no. We should not ridicule and shame people. Right. But that doesn't mean automatically that we promote, celebrate, and, and normalize that which is unhealthy. Yeah, totally. This, this actually, um, when you th- bring it into the church or the religious world, um, this is like people accepting people who are sinners uh-huh. but, and saying, you are welcome as you are, just don't stay the way you are. Uh-huh. Right? You're, you're welcome and we accept you. And you need to change. Yeah. We say both to all people. Right. Right? Um, you don't have to change before you come to know Jesus. Right. But Jesus will change you. And if he doesn't, you don't know him. Yeah. You know, when I, I, I am not particularly prone to looking at magazines and feeling anything. Uh, yeah. I know some people are. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not a woman, never been a woman. Right. Um, 
barely understand them. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I know that, that men are much more Im- image driven mm-hmm. and women, um, they're, they're, that has played upon women's psyche forever. Yeah. Um, but take, take a magazine with a man on it. Yeah. If he's really cut and shredded and stuff, does, yep. does it make me feel good about myself? No. Um, does it make me feel bad about myself? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, does it make me? Does it inspire me to want to look like him? No. Um, does it when you know? I look at the clothes and I say, "Oh man, maybe I could look like that if I got those clothes." No. Yeah, not really the clothes, but I'll tell you this: I do look at pictures like that and say, "I wish I looked like that." Uh huh. I wish. I wish my body was more like that. Okay. I do feel that. Okay. I don't. I don't uh, think I don't it's know. as big a deal for me mm-hmm. as it is for lots of other people, and maybe right. especially women. I think that's that. You're onto yeah. something there. But uh, do, yeah, I'm not real proud of the way my body looks. That's for sure. Me neither. But I guess I just don't feel like, like, like whose body would I pick? I don't, you know, like I, I, I've never really thought about that. I haven't like, either. I just want to be me. I don't, I don't. I want it. I want to be me, but I want, there's ways that, I mean, I, I have looked better and worse at different times yeah, in my life. Right. And, and some of that has to do not just with age, age is something, right? Uh-huh. But also, uh, you know, when I'm healthier, when I'm not as fat, I look better. I know that's true. Yeah. I know that's true. Right. Yeah. And I wish I, I wish that were the case right now. Right. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. It's it's that pendulum swinging. Uh, I, we don't want to hurt people. Of course. But this is not, I don't think it's helping. What's not helping? Uh, what, what we're talking about in, in terms of promoting an unhealthy obesity. Sure. Normalizing that, celebrating it. Right. Um, no, this is this is killing people. It abs- Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And on the other side, I think, where uh, we are uh, making fun of people, that's not that's killing people too. Right. And that's not good because both of those are, drive, are uh, keeping people fat. Um, people who try to um, white knuckle it and lose weight by diet and exercise, if that's your main approach, it is uh, the failure rate of that is over 90%. Uh-huh. I mean, tons and tons of studies. There's a lot of money goes into this kind of thing. And, you know, here's a new diet, here's a new exercise program that almost never works. Um, it, it can work in the short term. That's sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. And different ones are different. But it, like uh, two, three years from now, well, from when you start it, it's the failure rate is overwhelming because right. it's not really about that. It's it's much more about from almost everybody. Uh-huh. It's much more about relationships and emotions. Right. Well, and that's that's the population that's struggling and failing totally in, in their weight. I mean, that's there are right. there are lots of people who have who have maintained a healthy oh, yeah. body their whole lives. Yeah, yeah. They're not in that study, right? Because right? they're not trying to lose weight. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I'm talking about yeah. 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 So you're well, talking about people who are already get... obese and totally. trying to, right. to not be obese. That's right. And you're right. There's uh, it there. It has a lot to do with your mentality. Yes, that's right. Yep. And what's going on there? That's right. Um. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think that some people overreact to a a very very plus size model uh, with disgust. Yeah, and I don't think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's more pendulum swinging. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I, and I don't want like some sexy, slinky. I don't need that kind of of temptations or appeals either. Right. You know. Um, I just well the whole model industry. I think. I think about what I, I've run across. Um, uh, the language and concept of a nude model, uh-huh. and I think nude model—that's a uh, oxymoron. You can't be modeling anything if you're not wearing anything. Right, right. The whole so, but modeling has just become someone, someone to look at. Where the word model is—I mean, what it what it actually means is that you are you're supposed to be looking at something else other than the person. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it works anymore, and so. Um, modeling right. should be, I think, to illustrate, here's what this shirt, here's what this skirt, right. here's what this hat looks like on someone. That makes sense. I, yeah. I get that completely. Well, I guess a, a nude modeling is, uh, here, this is what your body should look like. This is You, you should mimic oh, this ma- yeah. body. Right. Fair enough. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it means. But, but it's, um, which, yeah, I don't think that yeah. I, that's not helpful for <laughs> right. anybody because yeah. everybody's body is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. The whole, but but now we've got models for all sorts of things, and you're right; they're on covers of all, you know just to, they're right. selling things. It's, it's the attractiveness of the person is selling something, and there's yeah okay that's yeah, and I guess for that's me maybe it, a different topic. That's a tough that's a tough issue. Yeah, I, it's not so much the modeling or like the pictures on magazines. I, like okay. I said, that that has hardly any impact on me particularly okay. at all. Yeah, um, but it but there are like policies. That I think can be very destructive. Okay, um, and there are there are practices, things that are, that people are trying to implement in society. Yeah, where uh, they would say it's some sort of hate crime uh-huh. or something very very wrong to to suggest. If a doctor suggests that a patient lose a hundred pounds, yeah, because they they weigh three hundred fifty pounds, right? Uh, is there something morally reprehensible about that? Mm-hmm. That's where our society is headed, right? Yeah, and it's getting like, close. Like, how dare you suggest they need to... Are you, are you body shaming this person? Yeah. Who are you to say? Like, in other words... Yeah, who are you to say? It's a yeah. doctor. Right. But the left is going so extreme with yeah. this that, they're, that that it's not unhealthy. It's natural. It's normal. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not true. It's just not true. Yeah. It is unhealthy. It's it is destructive. very unhealthy. I, when I go to see my doctor... Um, that I like a lot. Uh-huh. Um, he, he I, I'm grateful that he mentions my weight and uh-huh. mentions my fat and, well, you know, yearly checkup or whatever. But he does so in this really like, um, well, you know, we do have to talk about something, and and yeah. I'm not perfect. You can see I've got kind of a gut. You have kind of a gut, and we together, you know, I need to do some things, and you need to do something. And he's just like doing this really like indirect kind of like dancing around the yeah. issue, um, because I think for this exact he's reason, he's trying to be super sensitive. Totally, I, man. I just don't care. I, I don't even appreciate that honestly. I, my doctor was like, "Hey, I'd like to see you lose some belly fat," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Well, I say appreciate <laughs> I because. Like, okay. I, uh, the reason I say I appreciate, I, I think I would appreciate that even more. Right. But I'm, you know, I, I it was almost as if he wasn't going to say anything about right. how fat I am. Yeah. And that, so, okay, he actually did say something. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I don't think they need to tiptoe around it, man. No, I, I they know should not. On. I know I need to lose weight. Yeah. I would like some encouragement. Yes. Did, you want to scare me to death? Maybe that'll help me. Let me set me straight. with. So scare you to death, that's kind, uh, that's kind of the fat shaming. That's kind of what that is. I don't know. If it, I, don't, I don't feel that for personally. Okay. Now, if if someone was just trying to shame me, 
I think it would have to be something that I'm particularly sensitive to. And this is, you know, I'm not that sensitive about my weight. Yeah. But there are other things that maybe, you know, if someone really kind of started poking, it would, yeah. it would, it would rattle, it would get me pissed off. Yeah. Um, this is just not one of those. Right, but right. I could see where it could be. Yeah. I could certainly see where someone would feel that way. Yeah. And so you would want, uh, so that person would want a little bit more sensitive Absolutely. conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense because if you really are sensitive to it and you feel, and you come out of that, uh, the doctor's visit or any conversation feeling bad about yourself, you're likely to go and, you know, go to yeah. McDonald's or go to, um, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or something and get, and get yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that is going to help you to stop feeling that yeah. immediately. I, I hear you. I also think, I also think th- th- there's truth to that, but people need to make their decisions. Mm-hmm. People need to make, they, they've got to, and, and how do we do that? How do we, I, in other words, society's answer can't be everyone dances around the possibility mm-hmm. that you're sensitive about this. Yeah. I'm when, with you hundred percent. Right. Yes. There's got to be some better way. I think that, uh, so uh, one of the things that I have tried based on all of this, that I have tried that is, um, because it's a totally different approach in, in terms of losing weight, is Noom. Have you heard of Noom? Yeah. N-O-O-M. Uh-huh. Yeah. I paid for that, uh, a subscription to that for uh, uh, six months or something. Uh-huh. Found it not to be that helpful. I think the approach that they're taking, in it's it's very, very psychological and, and where's when do you eat and how do you eat and it's uh-huh. very tailored and what is your motivation, what is your history with eating, what is your, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh so that the approach, I think, is a much, much better approach than, um, you know, um, De La Meal or Weight Watchers or whatever uh-huh. like that, um, or exercise program, something like that. But I, I don't, at least for me, they had not figured out, um, like, how to, uh, I don't know, it didn't work. It, the approach, I think, is much better. And I think that it'd be helpful to educate folks or to have a society where, um, what people are putting in their bodies has a lot to do with our emotional states and our right. relationships right. and not as much about self-discipline and willpower. And if we could get that, the, the re, you know. Well, they're certainly linked. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, What's going on with me psychologically directly yeah. rela- relates to my, my discipline or lack of discipline. Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's kind of like harping on the uh, the lesion instead of the disease that's causing the exactly. lesion. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the lesion is there, and it's it, it's like what's evident. It's what's allowing me to see that there's a disease, right? Yeah. But but I think that our culture has really really focused on the lesion and not on the disease. I think that's right. Um, the thing is, like I I know what to do to lose weight. I don't need a guru. Yeah. Um, and you know what was helpful to me was just seeing like a a, a, a meme that said uh, fasting and dieting is hard, diabetes is hard. Choose your heart. Yeah. Like, life is hard. Sure. Stop trying to be, a, stop being a baby that doesn't want to suffer in any way. You're going to suffer. You have yeah. to suffer. Choose which way you'd like to suffer. Uh-huh. Would you like to control your appetite and diet, or would you like to, to take medicines and yeah. deal with diabetes? Mm-hmm. Make up, a, make your mind up and do it. Yeah. And I don't think that works for everybody, I guess. I mean, I'm different than other people, but... Um, yeah, there's different motivations. Yeah. But, but it's also, uh, you know getting your life together in general. So you've got a good, um, 
you know, you've got your issues, of course, and I'd have mine, but you've got a, a wife, you've got a good relationship with your wife, with your kids, with you, you know, you've got a good church family, you've got a lot of relationships that are very, very supportive to who you are. That contributes to your ability to to have willpower around things that you want to have willpower around. And so someone who's really struggling with their weight, the more emotionally healthy that they can get, that's going to contribute Absolutely. to their to their weight. And so you say, maybe what you need to do in order to lose weight is is get some good friends. Maybe uh-huh. what you need to do to lose weight is to find a church family that really loves you and to go to a small group that pl- and plug in. That is like the first step of a weight loss program. Join, join a club that exercises. That, join a club. Yes, yeah. yeah, the social There's aspect of it. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people who are really supportive and it, but it's not just that it's also like okay deal with the issues from your childhood and deal with like uh, and think through like when i pay attention to your emotions pay you know when when yeah. is it that i feel bad and what do i do with that yeah those I, kinds of things i also think that uh, that everything is spiraling in one direction or the other mm-hmm. there's a positive feedback loop no matter which way you're totally, going totally 100% and so if if you discipline yourself you yep. will feel better yes. and and have more motivation to continue that's right and if you that's falter right. in that you will have less that's right and that is just true no yep. matter w- which direction you're headed yep um, the more I drink beer, the more beer I want to drink. Uh-huh. The more donuts I have, the more I want them every day or something yep. like that, right? That's and, right. And the fewer I have, the less I, I crave them. That's right. And and so it's it's like this, it's more complicated than, hey, get some friends or, I'm not saying that you're saying just go get some friends. Oh, it, it's, it's way more complicated than that. Yeah, it but it, it, it involves the activity as well. Yes, The That's activity right. changes your thoughts, changes your activity your desires yes. you know it all kind of wraps together absolutely yeah. but it's but but it's not divorced from this emotional pain absolutely. that that our culture is not so that's a piece yeah yep. i'm not saying that's the only piece but that's a piece that a lot of it's being our ignored. culture mm-hmm. is is completely ignored and it's a really really important piece and it's it's the same with any other addiction. Yeah, it's ex- exactly the same. This is an addiction that helps yep. to fuel, to, to help me to to numb me when I feel bad. But other people use other things: alcohol, right? Gambling, sex, it's pornography. A more socially acceptable addiction, right? And I think when you then broadcast it as as a normalized thing, uh-huh. Uh-huh. now now we've got a problem. Yeah, because it is an addiction. It, it is that totally. That's it, right. Being obese is an indication of problems. Yes, problems yes. in your life. That's problems right. in your thinking. That's right. Absolutely, that is true. That's right. Yes. You may not like to hear that, but yes. that is true. Yes. And alcoholism is a problem. Right. Um, any other addiction is a problem. Yes. They're indications of things that are not right. That's right. Of not just bad choices, but bad thoughts and yes. Maybe trauma in the past, all kinds yes. of stuff could be rolled yes. in that. That's right. But let's not pretend like obesity is not a problem. That's right. It is. That's right. Very clearly. But also, let's not pretend that people who are obese um, just lack, all they need to do, just put down the donuts. Uh-huh. It's simple. It's very right. easy. You're just lazy and you're not even trying. Right. That's not the case. Uh, and, and there are people who have addictions that are not public and obesity is one that, that it follows it you around. It is pretty public. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's public. Uh, there are people who, who have uh, pornography problems mm-hmm. and nobody knows, and mm-hmm. they, have, uh, mm-hmm. they have drinking problems and, mm-hmm. and other things that are uh, drinking. Alcoholism is just as destructive yep. in terms of disease. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's terrible totally. for Totally, yes. Um, and so that people can do that for a long time and fly under the radar and nobody yes. knows. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of the differences with uh, an addiction to food that is different from a lot of these others is that it's not really possible to practice abstinence. Right. Right. So there are people who would, you know, have an alcohol addiction and they say, you know what, I'm just never ever going to drink again. Pornography, I'm just never going to, you know, do that again. You know, gambling, just never going to do that again. With food, you have to eat. You have to eat. I've noticed with my food, though, mm-hmm. we're talking about carbs. We're yeah. talking about sugar yeah. and junk food. Yep. Like, I, I'm, I'm never going to get addicted to carrots and celery. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Right. Right. Um, it, eating good, healthy food, that's normal. Yeah. It's when, when we, we are trusting in industries that have taken good, healthy, natural food and uh-huh. have so heavily processed it that it tastes amazing. Yeah. And now I'm addicted to it. Yep. Uh, when, I, when I get off of sugar. Yeah. Um, it is just like alcohol or some some other addiction. You get away from it. You get strengthened by not having it, and and you know, but you fall off the wagon. You know, I, it was. Uh, you go to a. Uh, we're getting ready to go to a convention here soon, right? We're going to yeah. go in there, and if there's like if there are donuts, like the particular like the the cream filled uh-huh. donuts, really really good ones. Oh man. And I see them, and I break down, and I have one. Do you think I'm just going to have one? Yeah, it's just yeah. I could I could not have any, uh-huh. right? If I'm if I'm being good and I'm being well behaved, I could see them and be like, oh crap, they got donuts. You know, I got to get out of here. Yeah, or I'd turn away or just refuse it, right? Uh huh. But if I have one, uh huh, I'm going to have two others. Yeah, maybe yeah. three others. Yep, I'm going to get my fill. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. And then then it's on next time. Yeah. Say say we go to the same. Uh, you were at a three day convention. Yeah. And the next day, there's donuts. You're gonna go right back to that I'm table. I'm gonna be on a bench. You know, I know where that. I know where that I'm, donut table yeah. is. I'm gonna be on a binge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A sugar binge. Yeah. Yeah. And that. That's wrong. There's something wrong there. Yeah. There's something broken. There is. There's some, some deeper, analysis, that needs to take place. That's right. And I think that's true for everybody. You just pick your poison. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Some people really get off on 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 feeling better than other people, mm-hmm. and their drug is is self righteousness, mm-hmm. and they can't wait to criticize or tear someone down or gossip about somebody so they can mm-hmm. feel better. Mm-hmm. That's no different. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't want that celebrated. Yeah, that that should not be celebrated. On the other hand, we don't re- we shouldn't reject any of those people. Right. Um, we're all the same. We're all the same. We all hurt. We all cry. We all try and fill our voids with various things. And just because yeah. mine isn't the same as yours doesn't mean I don't have one and doesn't mean that you don't need yeah. care as well. You know what? I, gosh. I think one of the things that I do is I spread it out. Mm. Um, I like beer, uh-huh. and that makes me feel good, and I enjoy it. Yep. And um, But, I, boy, I, I don't want to get hooked on beer. Yeah. And uh, the same for, like, junk food. Yeah. And so I'll have some beer here, and then I might have some junk food over there. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, uh, I don't tend to, to, to gossip, but there, that happens. Mm-hmm. Or I might, I might have a moment where I've just, uh, I'm full of myself mm-hmm. or I, I get angry or mm-hmm. it's like all a whole bunch of different ways I see. that yeah. I, that I'm just trying to cope with life. Yeah. Right. It's coping. Yeah. And there are people who, I guess they really focus in on one and that becomes like this big, this big dinosaur, right? Yeah. The big elephant in the room. Yeah. And that's a, that's a terrible analogy for this topic. <laughs> well, I hear what you're saying. Sorry. I, we're I, I in a small saying. room. I'm looking at you. I know. And I'm, 
<laughs> I'm, I see. I'm taking up I'm a like, lot of room a, here. Is it a dinosaur or an elephant? What's the best? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm 50. You're 50. Yeah, so You're the I'm, old man. I'm a dinosaur. Well, oh. you know, our wives have described us as thick and greasy. Um, that was, you know, tw- 20 plus years ago. Yeah. And uh, we're still there. <laughs> we're still there. Um, <laughs> but have you bought our new head buffing cream? <laughs> to fix all your problems. Yeah, right, right, right. We got to get that going. That's right. Hey, Hopper Podcast Hoppers, we've got bonus episodes for you. Yeah, you've asked for them and we've got them. more Hopper goodness. We're actually growing quite a catalog of excellent bonus episodes that are off our regular format. Hilarious stories that aren't quite appropriate for the regular podcast. Yep, and bonus interviews with some of our favorite guests. Yeah, so if you want to get access to these great things, just tap or swipe on the purple Hopper Podcast cover art on your podcasting app. Find the show notes there. Follow the link to sign up. For just $5 a month or more, if that'd be great, you can get all the past and future bonus episodes. And you'll be supporting independent podcasters like us, trying to promote thoughtful, compassionate, nuanced Christian commentary. And we need a lot more of that. Amen. Thank you for your support. Dave, let's do another one of our top five drafts where uh, we pick five things like it's an NBA draft where right. you pick up five okay let's let's do SNL cast members SNL cast members. Saturday Night Live past present future past well I don't know about future um, that's going to be a little bit difficult oh, uh, I, I can pick up the future can you oh wow sure. yeah. no let's just stick with past and present uh, oh, cast right. members so let's pick five and you want to put together a good cast that you say this cast is going to uh, it's an all-star cast that we're trying to put together. Not just the funniest people, but you need people to react to each other. You got different kinds of players, different kinds of people, so that when you, so right. that if you put if these people at their height were to put on a Saturday Night Live show, it would be the best. This it, is the one, right? That, the dream team, the dream team. Well, and I guess uh, you get to go first. I'll go first, which is a bummer. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, Okay, so are you ready? I, yeah, I guess I'm ready. Okay, my number one pick for my dream team, Saturday Night Live cast, is going to be Phil Hartman. Tina. Yes? I listen to everyone's prayers, and each prayer is answered in its own way. Yes. Yes? And I was wondering... If you would try to not pray so much. Well, well now I, I thought you liked me to pray as much as possible. How shall I put this? If you could concentrate your prayers on just the most important things, you know, life and death, temptation, and save the prayers like, Dear Jesus, be with me as I vacuum the stairs. Dear Jesus, fill me with your spirit as I sponge off the slip covers. Things like that. It would just make things a lot simpler, Tina. You, you mean that I, that I shouldn't have asked you to help Blair with her algebra test? Uh, no, actually, algebra's going to be very important to Blair later on. That's actually okay. Then what? I'm confused. 
confused. I'm confused now. I am. Tina, I am. Tina, all I'm saying is prayers like, please don't let the rice get sticky, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you really need my help with stuff like that? See, I... Phil Hartman. Yeah. Number one. So he was, is not the the big hilarious star right he but he was so versatile and could play Definitely. just about anybody and he brought he, he was able to elevate every sketch he was in he was in so many i agree with you. he was the best supporting he, comedian and he would he was not just a straight man he could be absolutely hilarious but without a doubt the best supporting cast member that made the entire show work together and he was hilarious. He's a good one. Yeah, He's Phil Hartman. One. My number yeah. one, Phil Hartman. Okay, well, I am going to go number one, Will Ferrell. But after my third arrest and court-ordered anger management counseling, I learned to channel my rage into an effective, nonviolent puppy training tool. It's called dissing your dog. How to train your puppy with mockery and verbal humiliation. You see... Dogs are much more intuitive than we give them credit for. They know when they're the butt of ridicule. And when they misbehave, a well-placed sarcastic comment or cutting remark can work wonders where a rolled-up newspaper fails. Whatever your puppy's behavior problem, I guarantee I can help you fix it. Problems like jumping on furniture. Oh, no, 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 Humphrey, don't get up. Why don't you just stay there and relax? After all, you did put in a long day of work at a demanding high-stress job. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's me. Now I remember. I'm the one with the job. You're the one who lies around the house all day in a pool of your own slobber. Yeah, that was pretty obvious, huh? Um, no, I don't think so. There's so many great ones, but he, he is up there for sure. Why do you like uh, Will Ferrell so much? Um, well, if, if we're bringing like, cast back in to have this great yes. SNL... Um, episode or, or uh, event, he has gone on with greater popularity than probably anyone. That may be true. Uh, and as far as his movies and, and his, uh, there his, are a couple rivals in there, but he's, yeah, he's, he's up there. Uh, so he is, he is beloved funny man. Yes, he is. He's got lots of movies and lots of skits yep. and in their time they were really hot. Yes. Um, yes. and so he, he's a, he's a solid pick. He really is, and yeah. he he really um, was kind of the star of almost every sketch he was in. He was he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number two pick, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Chris Farley. Okay, yeah. All right, how's everybody? Good, good, good. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. 
Now you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. And Chris Farley was, I think, like Will Ferrell in that in that sense that he was the star of pretty much every show, every uh, sketch he was in. Uh-huh. Um, but he could do over the top funny in a way that was just really, really uh, fantastic. Right. Yeah. 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 He had the he had the physical comedy down. Didn't Absolutely. He? He really, really did. Yeah. He really did. He knew who he was. He was confident and. He was just out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so my next my next pick is um, also a silly guy. Chris Farley's a silly guy, right? He is, yeah. Uh, mine's a silly guy. His SNL days were decent. People loved him. Okay. But again, this is a guy who became a powerhouse, is well-beloved with all of his movies and, and so forth. And so okay. to bring him back in and have a big event uh, yep. would draw a lot of attention, and yep. that's Adam Sandler. Yeah. In school, there were so many Christmas songs, and all us Jewish kids had was the song Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. And uh, so uh, I wrote a brand new Hanukkah song for you Jewish kids to sing, and I hope you like it. <laughs> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much funnukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> but when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Kirk Douglas, James Kahn, and the late Dinah Shura. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. Paul Newman's half Jewish and Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together, what a fine looking Jew. Yeah, um... He he went on to much greater prominence after his SNL yeah. uh, career, but that really launched him. And, and even during SNL, he was he was fantastic. Yeah, he, that was. Yep. Yeah, and and apparently a really wonderful person as well. Just a really gracious and generous uh-huh. sort of person. All right, so if I've got Phil Hartman and Chris Farley already, I think I'm gonna have to go to compliment them. I think I'm going to have to go with Tina Fey. Okay. Senator McCain shut down his campaign this week in order to deal with the economic crisis. What's your opinion of this potential $700 billion bailout? Like every American I'm speaking with, we are ill about this. We're saying, hey, why bail out Fannie and Freddie and not me? But ultimately, what the bailout does is help those that are concerned about the health care reform that is needed to help shore up our economy, to help. um, It's got to be all about job creation, too. Also, too, 
shoring up our economy and putting Fannie and Freddie back on the right track. And so health care reform and reducing taxes and reining in spending because Barack Obama, you know, uh, you know, we've got to accompany tax reduction and tax relief for Americans. Also, having a dollar value meal at restaurants, that's going to help. But one in five jobs being created today under the umbrella of job creation, that, you know, also... She was a head writer for a long, long time uh-huh. and had just a... T- and so, you know, in terms of coming up with great ideas, uh, but also she was absolutely hilarious um, in a lot of the sketches. She was a great performer as yep. well. Yep. Um, and then went on to do lots and lots of other things. But she was the comedy brain behind so much of the of the comedy that of I the, loved there. Of the era, yeah. Yeah, for a long, long time. Um I think that's a solid choice. I like Tina Fey. Yeah. I think she's funny. Um, I'll tell you who, uh, a female who is hilarious. Okay. Kate McKinnon. Oh, amazing. Amazing. She's, she is quirky yes. and hilarious. Yes, and uh, very versatile. Is that your number three that's pick? That's my number three pick. All right. I am Agent Morris with the NSA, and this is Special Agent Fitzsimmons. You three are a great interest to the U.S. government as the bulk of you have experienced a third verified alien abduction. Uh, Now, let's start with how you were all brought into the spacecraft. I wasn't so much gently lifted as I was yanked skyward by some kind of claw machine device. And mind you, I'm, I'm popping a squat on the median at the time, so I slide right out of my slacks, and I'm being rocketed up to the ship with my coot coot and prune shooting. I barely managed to pull my wonderwear back up. I'm sorry, your wonderwear? Yeah, I call them that because if you saw them, you'd wonder where they'd been. So I get dumped on board the bottom of the ship and I see my old pals, the little gray aliens with the big dumb eyes, and it hits me, Colleen, this might be the most stable relationship you ever had. Well, that, that's unfortunate. Now, once you were on board, what happened? Uh, I get on board and the gray aliens, God bless them, uh, they're already standing in a line waiting to bat my knockers around, so I think, what the hell, play the hits, right? And I, I start unbuttoning my blouse, but I'm still in my skivvies, which are real loose. So my yeasty and my beastie are in full view. And uh, listen, not to get too graphic, but pubically speaking, this is jungle down there. I got more hair poking out the sides than a hipster's beard stuffed into an N95. But hey, why clean the house if nobody's coming over, right? Thank you, Ms. Rafferty, for that detailed account. She's, yeah, very versatile, all kinds of skits, very funny. Have you seen, did you see her last sketch? Or not her last mm. sketch, sorry. She, she did the um, cold open the last time that she uh, performed. I did not see that, one. no. I need to show that to you yeah. um, because it is, if you like her, uh, I don't know quite how to describe it other than 
uh, to, just to show you, because it's it was hilarious and touching, uh-huh. and she comes to tears, uh, emotionally moved by it, uh, in a really authentic, wonderful way, beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. worth looking up. I would like to see that. Okay, so I've got Phil Hartman, Chris Farley, Tina Fey. Um, I think to add to that, I'm going to have to go with Cecily Strong. I don't even know who that is. Do you not? Uh, I yes, don't. You, do, you, uh, you, you know her work a lot. She, Probably. I... Here with her take is the lady that's always yelling outside my window, Kathy Ann. Well, well, well. Divine eyes deceive me. How you doing, Kathy? Wait, wait, wait. I'm doing my poem for you. Tis the east, and Michael Che is the sun, so I give him my moon. Hey, no, no, Kathy, no, no. no. I'm just playing around. (laughs) Well, you're supposed to be here to talk about the insurrection at the Capitol. Mm, Right, 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 right. Let me tell you what. I was glued to the TV during that insurrection. Oh, so you were watching it? No, I was glued to a TV. (laughs) Hey, man. It's been a long pandemic, okay? Sometimes you get your huffering glue mixed up with Purell. <laughs> I'm not a human, man. <laughs> okay, but you got to admit the ride was pretty shocking. Oh, do I? I'm not shocked, okay? These are white supremacists. Listen, when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time, right? The local pervert ain't going to have a business suit under his trench coat next time. It's always going to be his privates. Right? Oh, by the way, you know, how can anybody think whites are supreme anyway? I'm white, okay? And whenever I wake up in a dumpster behind Ikea, I never think, wow, score run for the master race. (laughs) Why did you wake up in an Ikea dumpster? Because I fell asleep in there. You don't get tired, Mr. Hollywood. Of course. You know what? These Republicans ain't gonna do nothing about these traitors, even though they's the ones who's gonna be killed, right? What the hell is wrong with them? You know, they remind me of possums. What? Why? You know, because possums only got those two moves. They hiss and they play dead. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on Trump. <laughs> you're pretty good at that. Yeah, well, I had to play dead once. I got trapped in the ape house at the zoo. Because Mother Gorilla must have thought I was one of hers, you know? She just yanked me right up as I was walking by. Took the zookeeper three darts to knock Mom out. Five to knock me out. It took more darts to knock you out than a gorilla? Would you quit flirting? She has been in a ton of sketches, and she is also extraordinarily versatile. I don't know how to describe her, but, um, yeah, she, she's she been in a ton of stuff. I'll, I'll show, show her to you later. And okay. You're going to be, you, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I know her. Well, that's probably right. Yeah. just don't know the name. Um, which says something about your team versus mine, huh? Maybe. Yes, yes it does. Maybe, yes. Um, wow. Uh, boy, this is getting tough. It is. Um, you got two spots left. I think... I think I'm going to have to pick a dinosaur, maybe, to round out my... There are some amazing dinosaurs. Yeah, which one, though? Um, I think I'm going to pick Chevy Chase. Yeah. Here now with a brief history of breast implants and their problems as Weekend Updates, Chevy Chase. <laughs> Chevy? Kevin, in order to understand the current problems associated with the silicone gel breast implants, we must first look at the history of breast implants. The very first one worn by George Washington's wife was made of a crude leather sack filled with wood. 
In the early 1960s, the much-improved breast implants were plastic envelopes or sacks filled with air. Some sacks even contained helium, but presented a problem for some of uh, the lighter recipients. In 1965, the sacks were filled with silly putty, uh, which had its own problems. On occasion, the sacks would shatter or the uh, woman's breasts would uh, bounce out of control. On some occasions, a woman falling asleep reading the newspaper would wake up to find peanuts or Beetle Bailey imprinting on her breast. The early 70s brought us breast implants filled with jello and other dessert products, which led to incidents of uh, men eating the breasts. Uh, a popular alternative was the coffee implant, which kept the breasts up all day. Two of the more successful, or rather unsuccessful, transplant ideas were actually using uh, breast implant sacks containing slinkies for the older woman natural look, and uh, the use of uh, chewed up bubble gum for nipple replacements. Of course, the latest, uh, the ribbed, uh, no, I'm sorry, wait a minute here, let me, let me get this here. Ah yes, the controversial silicon gel and the saline alternative. Uh, we know the problems with silicon, but what most people don't know about the alternative saline uh, in, implants is that after a while the salty filler uh, causes your gums and uh, lips to start bleeding. As far as the uh, safety and uh, durability, I see no problem. We strapped a crash test uh, dummy suited with a bra and implants and rammed her into me. And uh, there was no problem. The main thing, of course, is that they look and, uh, and feel natural. That's right. Thank you, Jebby. Thank me. Yeah, he, he is... Uh... A classic for sure. People say he was really difficult to be around. Yes, um, I think that's true. But he, uh, he like some of my other picks here, ha went on to do a whole bunch of movies and yep. is has gotten more notoriety than people who either cut their life short or ran into other trouble. Or yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's he's a solid. There there are other really good picks from that era, but there are. I'm gonna for go with, sure. I'm gonna go with Chevy. You can't go wrong with him uh, as long as you don't have to work with him. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So my last pick here um, is going to be uh, maybe my favorite, and that mm. is Dana Carvey. Okay. Commentary is Grumpy Old Man. Welcome, Grumpy Old Man. <laughs> I'm not happy. I don't like things now compared to the way they used to be. Oh, this progress. Flippity floo. In my day, we didn't have bottled water. Who needs it? So clean and pure. In my day, we pumped raw sewage directly into the water supply. And when we wanted a drink of water, it came out all brown and gooey. And sometimes it had chunks of hairy crud in it. And that's the way it was, and we liked it. We loved it. Modernization, flippidiblation. In my day, in my day, we didn't have all this athletic footwear so that you could walk in comfort. In my day, we only had one kind of shoe, and it was size seven. If it didn't fit, you just jam your foot into it. And by the end of the day, you pulled your feet out, and they were just bloodied stumps, and you liked it. Oh, how we loved it. Back then, we made our own fun. We didn't need amusement parks with their fancy roly coasters. 
In my day, if you wanted a thrill, you'd just crawl on your knees to the top of a mountain and fling yourself off. <laughs> and you'd fall and land on your butt and send your spine shooting up through your skull. <laughs> and you'd scream, oh no, maybe this wasn't a good idea, but it was too late. You were a heap of ground up bones and you liked it. It was good, simple fun, and we loved it because we were uneducated boobs and we didn't know any better. Just a bunch of morons with bloodied stumps drinking raw sewage and jumping off cliffs. That's the way it was, and we liked it. Okay. Uh, his, his impressions and his versatility and... His just almost Robin Williams-like crazy uh, fast wit. Um, you know, he's tried to do lots of other things after SNL, and they've all been not well-received. Right. And I think SNL really is his... That's that's so what he was, was made for. Was that's that's his day. talent. That's his talent. So, um, okay. Uh, to wrap up my picks, I'm going to go with Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah. Because he is quirky. And I, I just like Corky. Yes, he's, Kate McKinnon, Bill Hader—they could come up. I mean, they, they could just do a, get the two of them. Yeah, and it would it would it would be great. It would be amazing. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, thank you, so much for joining us, Stefan. Connor Percy, it's nice to be here. Okay. Thank you, Stefan. So so the parade is now over. I bet a lot of people are out there looking for a great New York hangout. Do you have any recommendations? Yes. If you're drunk in Midtown, doing cheap coke off your laundry card. I have just the place for you. New York's hottest club is Gersh. Inspired by true events. This, this former CVS, which became a Chase Bank and then became a CVS again, has a familiar yet troubling feel. Like when Larry King would play himself in a movie. This place has everything. Death sets, key fobs, kale chips, Roman J. Israel Esquire. <laughs> Plus, you can play everyone's favorite party game, The Stranger. Now, what's The Stranger? Do you know that Billy Joel song, The Stranger? Yeah. Well, it's when you sit on Billy Joel's hand until it's numb, and then you rub yourself with it. Wait, wait, why, why does it have to be numb? So you can pretend it's Bruce Springsteen's hand. Yeah, uh, and he's also a great impressionist. Yeah, not as a good, great impressionist. Not as good as Dana Carvey. Oh, I, I, I disagree. I oh, think he's better. Oh, man, I... Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a great impressionist, but I think he's better. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, Dana Carvey is he uh, uh, Bill Hader's much more versatile, has done much more work outside of SNL. Uh, he probably yeah. has done more work outside of SNL. Yeah. Um okay, so uh name your your team. Okay. So I've got Phil Hartman, Chris Farley, Tina Fey, Cecily Strong, and Dana Carvey. Man, I'm feeling really good about that. Are you? I'm feeling really good okay. about that. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. got Will Farrell. Okay, yeah. Adam Sandler. Uh-huh. Kate McKinnon. Yep. Chevy Chase. Yep. And Bill Hader. Okay, that's 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 not a uh 
that's no slouch of a team. Yeah, and what I like about this team, yeah. as opposed to your team, yeah, tell me, is that your team is kind of stuck in an era. Wait, what? Oh yeah, look at your guys. Oh okay, uh, okay. They're three... all from the same no, period no. of SNL. No, three of them worked together, and then Tina, Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey. Yeah, Tina was a head writer back then. They're all. She was. She was. She was brand new when they were still there. And Cecily Strong is more recent. There's overlap. There's overlap. Not much. Okay. Not much. Maybe I that... go back into the history with Chevy Chase. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I got some solid players from that era that you're you picking from. And yep. then some, some contemporaries. So. Okay. All right. Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler, they're, they're in the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, have, you, have some, you have more uh, time diversity, I think, than I do. That's yeah. true. That's true. Especially with Chevy Chase. Right, right. Especially, with, I think he, without him, then there's no difference. I'm kind of surprised you didn't pick someone from the old era just to have some representation. You know, I was going to, Eddie Murphy would have been. Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, yes, Bill Murray, yes. John Belushi. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I was, it was, to me, it was between Chris Farley and John Belushi. Uh, they feel basically the same mm-hmm. role, and I, it's hard for me to yeah. pick one is better than the other, but I went with Chris Farley because he was more my era. Yeah. John Belushi was before me, but when I go back and watch him, he John Belushi really was, he was something else. He yeah. was amazing. You know, I thought about making an all-female cast. That's not a bad idea. Because uh, you took Tina Fey, but I was thinking, okay, if I, if I had Tina Fey yep. and uh, Sherry O'Terry. Of course. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Yep. Kate McKinnon. Got to have Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Yep. I mean, you can make a strong female sure. team. Rachel Dratch. Yep. She's, uh, the Debbie Downer bit was Oh, my word. Just yep. stunning. Yes. I was always big, a big fan of Jan Hooks as well. Um, she's she's uh, one of the older players, but she yeah. was a- absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a bunch of uh, women who have... Who, uh, comedy has not done well for... I mean, a lot of women struggle in comedy. Uh-huh. Um, and comedy's really been dominated by men. And that's true of Saturday Night Live until recently when I think there's been... Uh, the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, the women have been much, much stronger on as Saturday Night Live than yeah. men. Yeah. 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 Anyway, hey, let's put this on Facebook and see uh, what people yeah. think, whether your uh, all-star lineup for Saturday Night Live is better than mine. Uh, I don't. I, I think people are going to pick mine, but, uh, you know. You always think that, though. You and, always and it usually that. works out that way. Yeah. I mean, again. who's going who's to go against Chris Farley? I mean, come on. Well, he's, <laughs> he's one of your better choices. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I think I want a fair and impartial platform. Okay. Is Facebook that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think it is. How can we do this? I don't know. What's Just put it on Facebook. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. If, you know, if, if you keep winning, we'll know. We'll, ju- we'll just know that it has it to do with It couldn't possibly be that I am more in touch with the, w- the, our, could, the voting public. It could be that you po- pick a better team. There's that's no right. way. That's it's, That's not possible, yeah. huh? Okay. All yeah. right. All right. I see where your mind is. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. If you've got corrections, comments, questions, queries, complaints, or just a great story, 
Look for the show notes on this week's episode in your podcasting app and find ways to join the conversation. Try to keep it clean, and if you do, we'll probably feature you in an upcoming episode. Hey, we're just two guys here, and we're trying to build the Hopper community. That was a good episode, wasn't it? It sure was. It was so good that all calories are free for the rest of the day. Amen. Tell somebody about that, and tell them what you've learned, and tell them how they can listen for themselves. And if you can't think of anyone who'd like to listen to this episode, you need to make some more friends. Willie, what's the lesson we should take away? Here's what I've learned from this week's episode. Monkeypox is very unlikely to turn you into a monkey. It's very unlikely. I think it may have happened a couple times, but it's very unlikely. I think it's likely to make you scratch like a monkey and maybe go, oh, 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 oh. But I, I do that regularly right before bed anyway. That's right. You smell like a monkey. So there is that. 